Well, good morning. It is um, strange, isn't it? It's the first time I've been in church for quite a while. We've, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mike Simpson. I'm a member here at RBC. Um, and it is wonderful to see so many friendly faces, so many new faces as well. And on this beautiful, sunny day, we're here to worship God, aren't we? So can I just encourage us, just for a few moments, just to bow our heads, just to be quiet before the Lord, and to bring our thoughts before him. So let's just bow and be silent for a few moments. Father, we come together this morning in this place to worship you. Father, we thank you that we can come into this place. But Lord, we pray for those who cannot be with us today, whether they're watching at home or they are our brothers and sisters in Christ who cannot come into a place of worship. So Father... You are the maker of heaven and earth. Father, you came to this earth as your son, Jesus Christ, and you made all things according to the word of your power. And Father, we are here today to worship you. Father, we pray that our praises and our worship will be acceptable in your sight. Father, We thank you for the promise that where two or three meet in your name, you will be present. And Father, we thank you that we can be here with you today. Father, be with us, we pray. Hear our prayers and our worship. Father, Open our eyes and our hearts to hear what you are saying through this worship service this morning. And Father, we pray for Jiddy as he brings your word to us later in the service, Lord. So we thank you. We thank you for being our God, for being the one who knows every hair upon our heads. And Father, we bring these prayers to you in the name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus. Amen. I mean, the psalmist writes this. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. My friends, we are here to worship the Lord who is good. The Lord who loves us and whose love will sustain us through whatever we face. We're going to sing two songs now. The first one being, being Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. 
Please stand or sit as you are able or as the Lord leads you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I'm reading from the book of Psalms. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This morning, my friends, we can always rely on the word of God. We can say that God is our refuge and strength, and he is our ever-present help in trouble. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Whatever we're facing, my friends, we can stand on the word of God. Before Haley brings our notices to us, we're going to sing again that lovely song, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. And again, stand or sit as you are able. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just want to flag up a couple of notices for you. You should have received the notice sheet via email, or if you get it in your letterbox, it will be winging its way to you this week. Um, all of the activities that are happening are on the notice sheet, so please have a read through, particularly the ones where we are looking for help now that church life is going to start to resume in some form of normality over the coming months. We do need additional help in areas. Um, if you was here last Sunday morning or you was watching the service last Sunday, you would have um, seen Jan talking to Angie and Rihanna. Next Sunday evening at six o'clock, we're actually going to have an in-person service um, where you can come along Sunday evening. You do not need to book a place and we're going to find out more about what Andrew and Miana have been doing in Moldova and there will be refreshments. So I'd really encourage you to come along and um, take part in that service and to support them. For everyone, really, it's been quite obvious that um, the government are reducing restrictions from tomorrow. So just to give you a bit of a heads up of the information that is coming out to you, tomorrow um, at some point an email will be going out to everyone explaining what we will be doing going forward. And that will also be in next week's notice sheet as well. So if people aren't on email, they'll be able to get the hard copy. But just to flag up a couple of points, from next Sunday service, you will not need to book a place. So from next Sunday, you can just turn up if you'd like to attend. A booking is not required. 
However, we will be still encouraging people to wear their face masks. I will be still wearing mine around the building um, because COVID-19 is not disappearing at midnight tonight. We will still have hand sanitizers around the building and we would ask you to continue hand sanitizing as you come in the building and leave. You'll still be able to social distance should you wish to choose to. Um, and above all, just understand that everybody's at different points of this pandemic in the way that they're feeling and behaving. So just have a bit of grace to everybody. And I think, you know, throughout all of this, we've done this. Obviously, I've been face masking, I've been hand sanitizing, I've been social distancing to protect myself. But I've been doing it mainly to protect other people. And as a Christian, as a human being, that should be at the forefront of all of our behavior. So life will be changing this week, but we ask that you continue to keep other people safe. Thank you. We come to a, a time of prayer for our, for our offering now. And... Um, we want to thank you as a, as a fellowship for continuing to be faithful in your giving. Um, we thank you that for the people who've been using the, the new cash um, card machine at the front, we thank you for those who've continued to give money through the banks. And we pray for those who leave their offering in the offering box at the end there. So let's pray for the faithfulness of our giving. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness to us, that we can always trust in you. Father, we thank you that you are an abundant God, and out of your great mercy, you have given us so much. Father, we give you our offerings today, and with it, we worship you, and we give our whole selves to you. We thank you that we can also give of our time and of our talents. We thank you that we can give to you in this way. Father, take our offerings now and use it for your kingdom and for your glory. Use it, extend it, and multiply it. May it have an influence in this place and in the world. May it be a great blessing to many. And we ask all this in the powerful name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing again. I raise an alleluia. Stand or sit as you feel able. We're now going to come to a time of intercessionary prayers. But my friends, it does seem as though we've been in the middle of a storm, doesn't it? And as Hayley just mentioned in, in her notices, COVID-19 is not going to go away at midnight tonight. So we need to remember this world and our world and our communities, our families and friends in our prayers. So let us hope that from next Sunday we can sing a little louder. But we still are in the middle of the storm. So let us pray. Father, we pray that you will keep us under the shadow of your mercy in this time of uncertainty. We pray that you will sustain and support the anxious and the fearful 
and all those who have been brought low by the circumstances we face in our world. But Father, we rejoice in your comfort, knowing that nothing can separate us from your love. Jesus, you taught us to love our neighbour and to care for those in need as if we were caring for you. We pray that in this time of anxiety, you will give each one of us the strength that we need to comfort the fearful and to tend the sick, to assure the isolated of our love for them and of your love for them. Father, we thank you that you are a God of compassion. And we pray that you will be close to those who are ill, who are afraid, or who are isolated. Father, be with them in their loneliness. Be their consolation in their anxiety. Be their hope in their darkness. And be their light. Father, we give into your care those who are ill or in pain. And we remember those in our fellowship. We remember Lillian and Don and Daphne. We remember Brian and Mel Pigeon's dad, Eddie. We remember Maureen Smith. We lift Pauline and the family to you this morning. We remember our faithful sister, Annette. We remember Iris and Sue Sharp's sister, Anne. We remember Lynn Anderson and Linda Flack. And in these few moments of quiet now, we remember those who are known to us, who need your love and compassion at this time. But Father, we also have reasons to be cheerful, reasons to be grateful. And we thank you for Rita, who celebrated her 90th birthday on the 14th of July, and also Joyce, who celebrated her 90th on the 8th of July. We thank you for them, Lord. We pray that they will know your, your, your presence with them. Father, we thank you for Parkside. We thank you for those who live and work there. Lord, we pray that you will be with them this morning. We thank you for that work over many years and many generations. May it continue and we lift them to you this morning. But Father, we are not a people of fear. Indeed, we are a people of courage. We're not people who protect our own safety. We are people who protect our neighbours' safety. And Father, we pray that you will continue to enable us to protect those around us. Father, we thank you for our government, for our parliament, for our local councillors. Father, we pray that they will make wise decisions at this time. Father, through all this, through the last 18 months, we have been sustained by the National Health Service. 
We thank you for all the doctors, the nurses, the medical researchers, who through their skills and insights have enabled the NHS to continue. Father, we thank you for all those who work within our National Health Service. And Father, we thank you for each one of us. Whatever we're facing personally as we sit here this morning, as we are at home, as we are in many places around this world, we pray that you will sustain us, you will protect us, and we can be absolutely assured that you are our fortress, that you are the Lord Almighty who is with us and knows every hair on our head, who knows the words in our mouths before they are even uttered. Father, we thank you that you love us and you are with us. Father, take these prayers, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Carmen is now going to come and bring us our reading. Good morning, everyone, and a special blessing to those uh, listening and watching online. The reading is taken from the New King James Version, Mark 4, reading from verses 35 to 41. And I pray that God has already prepared our hearts to hear the reading and to receive his word this morning. Wind and wave obey Jesus. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great storm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Here endeth the reading of God's word to us. And I pray that God in his infinite mercies will give us wisdom and understanding as Pastor Gidi explains God's word to us. Amen. word to us. We're going to sing again that wonderful song, Oceans Where Feet May Fall. And then Jiddy will bring God's word to us this morning.
Our theme this morning is hope in the storm. And in my spirit, I'm already excited because I know that our God is able and more than able to calm every storm. So this morning is going to be a mix of teaching and preaching. And I want us to go first to what is storm. Let's look at the physical storm in which the geographers as described as any disturbance in the atmospheric conditions. Anything that disturbs the normal atmospheric conditions is said to be a storm. And as we know, it can come with strong winds, tornadoes, every freezing rains, thunder, and lightning, even wildfires. Storm can happen on land, it can happen on the sea, and even in the air. For your information, storm even happens outside our planet. And they say there is extraterrestrial storm. And storms can come with different intensities. It can come with different magnitude. It has huge impact on human lives. Wherever there is storm, there is fear. Storm brings fear. It causes us to panic. And storms can also destroy. Physically, the scientists, they have all the necessary gadgets and software to be able to predict how, when, where the storm will happen. Its magnitude. And even they can give you warning. Run for your life. And when the alarm bell begins to ring, we know that it is time to take to our heels. As we have said for physical storms, so it is for spiritual storms. When there is a disturbance to the normal spiritual conditions, there is spiritual storm. And you will say, how did I know this? Apostle Paul, in Ephesians 6.12, Ephesians 6.12, he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
the spiritual governs the physical. You want to say how? In Genesis chapter 1, when God says, let there be light, let there be dry land, it was in the spiritual. And what do we have? It happens in the physical. In Job chapter 1, the conversation between God and Satan regarding Job did not take place physically. It takes place spiritually. And it was concluded there. And Job felt the impact physically. Jesus never said, when you come to me, it's going to be cozy, rosy, you just continue to enjoy. He never said that. In fact, in John 16, 33, he says, in the world, you will have tribulations. In the world, you will face many storms. Spiritual storms can come in any form. It could be storm against our health. It could be storm against our businesses, our finances, our homes, our marriages. It can affect and it can come in any dimension. Unlike the physical storm, where the scientists can tell you that, yes, it can happen here, it can happen there, this is how we should prepare you may not know when the spiritual storm sets in. It creeps in like a thief. And John 10, 10 tells us what a thief does. He said, the thief cometh but to steal, to kill, and destroy. And so when storms set in, what does he come to do? To steal our joy. To kill our peace. To bring in fear. But praise be to God. That sentence did not end there. The thief commit but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But it ends very well. It says, but I have come. To give you life and life in abundance. Even when Jesus said, in the world you will face tribulations, he didn't leave us without hope. He said, be of good cheer. Be joyful. Be victorious. Because what? He has overcome the world. Let us look at the passage read for us. Thank you so much, Sister Carmen. Jesus in Mark chapter 4, if we have read from verses 1 to 34, there are various parables Jesus teaching the multitudes. And just before verse 35, he spoke about the mustard seed. Faith like the mustard seed. And in verse 35, it says, Let, after, maybe now it's in the evening, let's cross 
Let's move to the other side. Let's leave the multitudes. He and his disciples decided. Whenever he says, let's go to the other side, it's always a time to go and speak to the Lord, to get refreshed. The scriptures did not tell us the length of the journey. The scriptures did not tell us how far they've gone. They were in the boat. Jesus found a corner and he decided to slip. But from nowhere, storm arose. Storm that did not fear Jesus. It tells us something. It does not matter who you are. Whether you are a pastor, you are a deacon, whether you are a prayer warrior, or who res- irrespective of you who you are, the storm does not fear you. Storm came while Jesus was in the boat. And as we we'll have expected, the disciples, they have experts there. Peter was a fisherman. He would have had such an experience. He would have known what to do when storm arises like that. But there are some things I want us to learn. From this passage. Storm arose. Jesus was sleeping. Jesus was in peace. The disciples were panicking in the same boat. Storm arose. The disciples first of all tried to calm the storms. Jesus sleeping there is more or less a figurative expression. You can be in Christ. Christ can be present in your life, but it can be a sleeping partner. But as some way, we understand what I'm saying. You have dormant partners and you have active partners. In this boat, Jesus there was a sleeping partner because when this storm arose, the disciples did not engage him. So the first question is, when storm comes, do you face the storm or you go to the master of the storm? When Peter spoke to Jesus and said, Jesus, if it was you, let me also walk on the sea. And Jesus said, come. And you know what? Peter fixed his eyes on Jesus and he was walking on the sea. The waves were there. It was still waters. It was still on the sea. But for as long as he fixed his eyes on Jesus, he was walking. 
So the first question is, when storm arises, do you fix your eyes on the storm or you fix your eyes on Jesus? When storm arises, is Jesus an active partner or a sleeping partner? The second issue there, which we have to fight in order to get the hope when the storm arises, is unbelief. Unbelief. If we go to Matthew 14, 27, when the man, a man came to Jesus with his son, having convulsion, convulsion, throwing the son into, into fire, just making the mess of the poor boy. They brought the boy to Jesus. And Jesus said to, the, to him, to those who believe, nothing is impossible. What was the response of the man? The man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Two contrasting things. I believe, but please help my unbelief. It can happen when you see the magnitude, especially when you have received the experts' reports. You look at it and you say, hmm. You look at it and you begin to say, yes, you are praying, but at the same time you are saying, hmm. God, help me with my unbelief. We've got to fight unbelief. The first one, who do you focus on? The second one, you need to fight unbelief. You can't fight it. You need God. And as usual, remember in verse 34, God has just, Jesus has just given them the parable of the mustard seed. That all you need is a tiny faith. But that tiny faith is at times very difficult to achieve. And what is the third one? They cried unto Jesus. Jesus woke up. And what did he do? He spoke the word. The word of God. Here we have to be very careful as Christians. What do we speak to ourselves when storms arise? We need to avoid negative confessions. We've got to avoid negative confessions. Rather, let's stick to the word of God. Last week, Pastor John talked about hope in the scriptures. We had different people when they came out and they shared their experience about the word of God. What word of God are you holding on to? Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10, he had his own storm. He called it a thorn in the flesh. A thorn in the flesh. He said he prayed three times. He consulted God. And God spoke back to him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. So what is the word of God you are holding on to? 
the storm has come with fierce intensity. It has brought fear. And you look into your future, or perhaps the, the storm had come, and you have lost a loved one, and you begin to look at the future. Each time you say, hmm, I bring you hope. His grace is sufficient for you. We've got to rely on the word of God. God's plans in your head, God's words in your heart. And you keep repeating the word of God. To David, Jesus or God was his shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. In times, in times of needs, he said, I have been young. Now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. No, he sit back for bread. To Jeremiah, he said, the plans I have for you are good, not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Your life is not in the hand of the storm. Your future is not in the hand of the storm. It is in the hand of your maker. Are you listening to me? And you are fearful. The entire world has been revealed with storm, isn't it? Our life has, has not been the same. Even the government is getting confused. They don't know where, what to do. Is restriction, don't ease restriction, blah, blah, blah. But we are going to stand with the word of God. We are going to cry unto God. Often the Lord has been said here, yeah, it is okay to let God know that you are not okay. It is okay to express your feelings, to tell God how it pains. It is okay to tell God, carest thou not that I perish. It is okay to talk to God. It is also okay to allow God speak back to you. I don't know whether you have faced the storm or you are still facing the storm. But whatsoever thing, wherever position we find ourselves, I bring you joyfulness. Because the scripture says, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help. In that storm, God is your help. He has given you the promise, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. You are not alone. Go with that assurance that your future is in the hands of God. Your life is in the hands of God. Do not allow the storm to steal your joy, to steal your peace. Do not allow the storm to destroy your faith. Take courage. Keep moving on. You are not alone. God is with you. 
And if God is with you, if God be for us, who? Who can be against us? Is it the storm? No way. No way. Let us just listen to the next song. I just want you to have a reflection as the next song plays. Because Christ lives, you can face tomorrow. Because Christ lives, all fear is gone. Your life, your future, your destiny is in his hands. Let us pray. Our Lord and our God, we thank you. Because you have the power to roll the storm away. We come to you this morning with our storms of life. Father, we are, we are focused on the storm. We ask that you forgive us. Lord, help us to focus on you. Help us to fix our eyes on you. Father Lord, we also pray that you will help our unbelief. Help to grow our faith in you, Lord. And Father, we come to you. You know what the storm or the storms we are facing, we speak peace. We stand on the word of God. And therefore, we speak to every storm. We say, peace be still. And therefore, Lord, we stand with the word of God and we make the confession that it is well with us. It is well with everything that is attached to us. It is well with our business. It is well with our finances. It is well with our health. It is well with us as Romford Baptist Church. It is well with our country, United Kingdom. We thank you. Because with you, we can face tomorrow. And we are sure of victory. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We start to sing the last song. I want us to leave this place. So if you are watching me at home, I want to, to give you the parting shot. If I want to ask Brother Sam now, say, let me stand on your shoulder. Lord, let me sit on your shoulder. After two or three minutes, I will become a burden unto him. But you know what? You 
you, you, and those of every one of us watching from home, we can stand on God's shoulders without becoming a burden unto him. Exodus 33 verse 14. That's my part in short. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Take that away from here. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And I want us to personalize it. You can read it silently. And he said, his presence shall go with me and he will give me rest. I want us to say it again. And he said, his presence will go with me and he will give me rest. Now on to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Our service is ended. Thank you for coming and thank you for watching us from home. God bless you.